You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy, and you're listening to my podcast, Vox and Hops, where I sit down with fellow meta musicians to talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. I hope that you have had a great week. I have had a great week. I have been super busy, but I love being busy. I love doing things. I love hanging out with my metal friends and talking to them and then sharing those conversations with all of you. And that is sincerely what I've been doing all week, and I love it. Last night was amazing. The Vox and Hops Thirsty Thursday Virtual Hang was amazing. Thank you to all of you Vox and Hops heads and all of the Vox and Hops alumni and my friends that showed up last night. Super fun. I sincerely look forward to these every week, and it's always a pleasure. So massive cheers to everyone that came out, and I can't wait to do it again next Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The link for next week's Thirsty Thursday Virtual Hang is in the description of this podcast. Copy it. Send it to your friends. Invite some people. Let's hang out. Let's make this amazing. On today's episode, I am with the vocalist and guitarist of Vader, who have just released their new album today called Solitude and Madness. Uh, You cannot have a more fitting name for the times that we are in. It is an absolute banger of an album, like all Vader albums. This record is brought to you by Nuclear Blast. It is absolutely amazing. So here it is, Vox and Hops, episode number 136, with Peter Vickchatik of Vader. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everybody? Today I'm with Peter Vikchadik from Vader. Did I get that right? Did I get your pronunciation of your last name right there? Better than everybody else. <laughs> you know, I uh, seriously, I always had a problem with pronunciation, even in Poland, in the school. You know, my name was always, like, mixed with some, like, different, like, they called me, like, with some different names. Uh, <laughs> but uh, how does that, that's actually why I'm not using it. Like, uh, I use just my... Uh, Peter as a actually real name and nickname. Super stoked to be with you. Uh, you probably don't remember this, but I absolutely do. My first Cryptopsy tour ever was in 2008, and we played a show together in Prague. Of course I do remember that one. Really? And we went out to dinner together beforehand with Flo and you and me. Yes, sir. Yes. And, and I was so nervous because... <laughs> Uh, Flo holds you in such high esteem that he was just so excited leading up to this that he built you up as this big rock star in my mind, but you were just such a sweetheart and so nice. So I want to thank you for that. I remember that. You were just like so calm, so everybody was afraid that was going on, so maybe so you're going to have a heart attack on stage or something. But you had not. <laughs> also that night, I, I learned a very, very valuable lesson. Uh, never to try to keep up with the Polish crew when drinking vodka. Oh, yeah, that's that's hard. Yeah, that's hard. Really. <laughs> that's hard indeed. If you survive that, you survive another thing. <laughs> that is correct. Uh, how are you doing uh, amidst all of this craziness that's going on regarding COVID-19? How are you holding up? Uh, I'm holding up. Pretty good, actually. I uh, the situation is pretty good to me because this is for the 15 years. Actually, I live pretty much separated. I live in the house, uh, old house in the woods, and uh, you know this situation actually did not change my life so much. But of course, I I, I understand the global situation, and uh, this is really serious things. And I know 
Uh, I used to study biology, so I, I know how the virus attacks. So uh, the only way to uh, erase this, you know, problem from the earth, from uh, from uh, from our life, is to stay separated and to, to avoid of spreading that because the virus will die naturally if you got not next victim. So what are we doing, what do we try to do now to stay separated, you know, to stay in touch online only, you know, I mean, this is so great tool at the moment in this very situation that we can stay separated in the flesh, but we can stay connected each together using internet and social media. So what irony, you know, it's true. And, uh, but actually, uh, again, uh, if we stay separated, as soon we can get back on trail on a real life. And uh, that's the only way. Trust me. That's the only way. Uh, it's, it's, it's sort of funny, as you mentioned, that it, we're at a time where technology can still keep us connected. Last night, Cryptops, you were in the, in the process of writing the new record. And we were writing the new record on Zoom in my guitarist's studio we could see his screen we can hear everything that he's playing as if we're there it's it's almost a relief that we get to work this way and uh we're sort of lucky how crazy times right <laughs> <laughs> absolutely let's go back to the past though um when you were growing up in your house as a child what music was playing when you were not in control of listening to what you know uh Actually, not my parents. You know, I was I was raised uh, with my grandparents. Actually, so then, so you can imagine, like, my my grandpa, he was a part of an orchestra, uh, and uh, so the classical music and uh, Johann Strauss, you know, Beethoven, or some uh, uh, some military melody as well, some marches, you know, because my my grandpa was a was a professional uh, military. Uh, he was. A, serving the military for years. And uh, so actually my grandpa was infected with the music, you know, it was him uh, that made me starting playing violin. And I was playing violin for around seven years in the, in the ground music school in Olsztyn and in the city I was born in. And uh, unfortunately, uh, in the 80s, in the early 80s, he died, and uh, my grandma, she was trying, you know, to continue the work. Uh, I tried to continue my education as a, as a violinist, but uh, <laughs> that was that time when I started to turn 14, and I, uh, you know, my my hormones started to boil, and uh, you know, I I tried to escape from that, and of course, I love the classical music, but I. I just discovered something new at first that was totally different music. The only music you can hear in the Polish TV was those like Bonnie M or like ABBA uh, or this kind of typical pop music, you know, available in Poland those years. But soon after, you know, uh, I discovered Black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin, Deep Purple, you know. That was uh, uh, the end of my ground school uh, <laughs> education. I was, I was around 14 years old, and uh, I had a friends, and you know, the, the one of those, Adam, you know, he had the gramophone and those vinyls, you know, of Black Sabbath, and they, they, that, that was exactly where I heard Black Sabbath and the purple, the purple for the first time, and that was just like, like a storm in my mind, you know, in my brain, you know, and... Uh, 
uh, she died. That was exactly when everything started. You know, soon after, I just uh, give up with violin. I, uh, you know, I asked my grandma just to help me to have a bass guitar because uh, that was exactly uh, after the this uh, state of war, which was just proclaim in Poland and uh, the first shows after that the first metal band from Austin called Art Rock and I was in the front of the band you know that was the first time I I saw the band like that playing live and uh, they were pretty much into metal it was like kind of like metal rock band and uh, after that I was sure that I have to be a bass player I have to do play something and <laughs> listen and play and a year after that, I met Zbigi, and uh, uh, I started to, in the meantime, I started to discover the bands like Morehead, Saxon, and Judas Priest, and a couple of years after, we started Band Vader, you know, and we wanted to play this kind of music, which is supposed to be extreme for us, and that was just very early 80s when that happened. And everything started to me like that. So I started to be a bass player. Then I turned into six string guitar because the, just the guy said I played too much on the bass. <laughs> the guitar. So I did. And uh, so soon, soon after that, I became like guitarist and a Vader. I started to compose the first songs. So we are not just jamming covers. We also start to play our own songs. And that everything started, you know, just like that, like probably the hundred other bands in the world, you know. The only difference was we started in Poland and we get nothing. You know, we have just passion, we have just love for music and probably that was enough, you know, all in all, just to continue the work. Just we need really, really many years until we get professional equipment, we get just professional support, you know, and we started to be a real, real metal band, you know. What was before was just bootleg handmade you know equipment things but as i said before enough just for start enough for keep the passion burning you know? but that also gave you the drive because you guys had you guys had to be so hungry because not many shows came through poland back then oh yeah yeah you couldn't get uh, the equipment that you needed so you had to be hungry to keep going which gave you the determination to keep going all these years too each life, you know, acting, each uh, show, you know, each one was a big deal. And we're like traveling to the other part of Poland just to see, to enjoy that, you know. So, of course, like, I remember like when uh, when Iron Maiden with this huge show, like, appeared in Poland for the first time. And that was a Power Slave tour. So, and that was in, if I remember, 83 or 84 or something. So we already started Vader before, so uh, we come to the show as a band, you know, together. And actually that show changed everything, you know, because like nobody, nobody ever expected metal music as that, you know, as, you know, like this. So we had already started before, but after this, <laughs> probably hundred more bands started to exist. <laughs> And metal became way more popular and accepted by media, you know, and that's important thing. I get this question about Montreal all the time. I don't know the answer. Why are there so many good bands 
that come out of Poland, so many extreme, huge bands decapitated, behemoth yourselves. Where, 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 why does this, the climate of Poland create such dark, evil music? I think the roots are pretty much the same, you know, anger, kind of anger and uh, releasing, you know, this, you know, the screaming, you know, growing and uh, growling and uh, all these extremity was the way to escape from this uh, bad realities, boring realities of Poland, you know, back then, you know, and uh, all these bands that started actually in in that, let's say, like five years you know, time, you know, so uh, had the same reasons, you know, for us, that was escape, you know, we felt like, like in brotherhood, you know, uh, we were looking different, we are feeling different. So we created this kind of world around us, the metal world uh, that made us feeling so much better, you know, so uh, the long hair, you know, like leather jacket, spikes, you know, the moshing and the peat, like in the shows, you know, or on stage, if we're like just playing, that made us feeling so much better, you know, that gave energy. That was the engine, you know, and motivation for everything, you know. We are still teenagers, guys, you know, so uh, that was something we really needed just to spend energy, you know. So actually, it was really better to spend energy on stage or in the mosh pit than spend it in, like, you know, in, in the restaurant beating other guys just like some other guys did, you know, non-metal, you know. So we are like opposite to that, you know. And even if we are looking or like normal, let's say normal people, we are looking dangerous. We are not, you know, actually. We're on the opposite to that, you know. But we felt better in that brotherhood, you know. And uh, metal was more than the music, you know, definitely. It's a positive outflow of all the negative energy. Absolutely. Uh, Vox and Hops is all about hanging out with Metal Brothers, talking about their lives, their music, and craft beer. Before we started, you said, oh, I'm not the best guy for craft beer <laughs> or beer in general. You know, beer is also pretty much, uh, uh, you know, uh, present in Poland. But in, back then, I think the vodka, like a strong liquor and wine was was typical for uh, for a company, you know. So uh, we actually we actually uh, supported this, this stronger alcohol because so we connected that with a stronger music you know but of course beer maybe because we did not have back then that good beer you know like we have now and uh, since we started to you know to to live with uh, vodka with the liquor or wine just you know if if i say wine try to imagine like uh, the worst quality shit you know something you know we called wine but that was <laughs> that was not really wine you wanted to drink you know <laughs> but uh, that was cheap and available so that's why it was very very popular you know on the on the shows on parties and so on so on or vodka but vodka actually made us crazy pretty soon you know and uh, and quick so <laughs> so after years, so we give up with that. So we turn into beer and wine, quality beer and quality wine, of course. And uh, so probably in the new generation, they focus more on something which is like quality drinks, not the shit we had to drink because that was the only available thing available, you know, in the area. If it wasn't for those shitty beers, though, it wouldn't have 
pushed people to go and try to make something better. Actually, actually, that why uh, when the real beer started to exist in Poland, you know, so it, it immediately became very popular, you know, and uh, so people that was very good because the people turned from the vodka. <laughs> Uh, that made crazy, you know, people too crazy sometimes. So they turn into beer, which is like a uh, good thing, you know. It tastes good, and it did not, like, uh, melt your brain that fast, you know. <laughs> you know? Uh, vodka is dangerous. It is. Effective, effective and dangerous. Yeah. Do you remember that big beer company, that first good beer that came in? Do you remember what company was making that? I remember that pretty good because that was Levenbroy. That was uh, actually, I, I knew that after that this this uh, this name came even from a time when uh, when uh, Crusader, the, this, uh, the, the, the German Crusaders were in, uh, in the place where I live in. Because this part I'm living, it, it was the German part. It was called East Prussia. Nivenbroy actually came from that times, from from the uh, 15th century. You know, the name came from. And uh, I remember that because immediately after this, uh, the logo of the, this kind of shield with this gothic letters Nivenbroy uh, appeared, uh, and the, they opened. The, the bar, so that was just crowded all the time. And we couldn't believe that beer can be that tasty, you know, and that good. <laughs> and, you know, soon after that, of course, uh, our local beer became at least that good, if not better. So uh, I remember one of those old uh, names that appear after the Poland uh, change, you know, after the Berlin War fall and... Uh, after the Iron Curtain just ceased to exist, there's one of those was called EB, like EB, the letters, and uh, one of those uh, first from from the popular among metalheads and among just citizens of the, of Austin. You know? So these two names, Levenbroy and EB, these two names I remember really good, you know, from those days because that was very important and the only names, you know, back then. Is there a craft beer scene happening in Poland now? Yes, but I'm not a huge fan of that, so I can name you like with a particular like names or something. I'm just not following that. If I see, you know, especially when a touring, we asking for local quality beer just to know some some special names of the area, the local beer, beer, and uh, sometimes I just. Give it a try, you know. I I I, I try. I, I taste it, but I'm not just the one who should to discuss about that, you know. I I like to taste a beer. I like to drink a beer, but I'm not that huge fan just to to keep the names in my head. Yeah, just to feel that differences between them. I just like to taste it. Take me back to you. You've toured for so many years with so many bands. If you could relive one tour because it was your favorite tour, something that happened that is dear to your heart, what tour would that be and what lineup would that be? You know what? I, I like to tour. And uh, especially I like to tour with good bands, like good friends. I mean, you know, I don't really uh, put attention on the, of the style of the bands they play. I, I, I really motivated more by the personalities. And uh, actually, I, has, I had a pleasure uh, uh, to tour with many 
good bands and many good friends. And I can't really remember the bad band, you know, it's probably because we keep away from the bad guys and and just crap bands <laughs> in, in this meaning. And uh, so I I really don't name the like the, just this particular tour. I of course I I might name the very first one because it was the first one. <laughs> I could name the last one because the last one. But believe me, all it happened. All those thousands of shows we played in the meantime uh, was were all enough important just to keep them as a very important. And uh, I don't want to just specify any one of those because then the other ones could be could could be like less important and they were not so let's stay with like all the shows all the tours i like you know all those i did i i, I respect and i respect all those bands we had we get honored to play with very beautiful answer um how about this new record uh you mentioned that you love touring you love playing do you put out new music because you also love making new music or do you make music as a fuel to go out there and keep playing uh i rather like to play in life stage is a place i love but you know if you play you you need the new songs to play that's why uh, i absolutely understand that we have to go to the studio and we have to enter the studio to record some new tunes and uh, this is actually why we do this. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, so definitely, I, I, I do prefer to play live and to tour than to record. But I absolutely do understand the situation. To have new songs, we have to record them first. And we, that's why we do it. The same with the new album. And it's, it's maybe a little bit step back to the roots, to the times when uh, we were racing with ourselves who play uh, faster or just to play faster and more more brutal, you know. And Litany was, I think, uh, a monumentum of that time. After this one, for the next two decades, I tried to mix more styles and uh, speed was not just priority, it was just one of the factors. And uh, so since Revelation came up, so we can find the slower, even very slow songs, uh, in the Vader discography, I I also uh, gave some samples as background to the music. The samples we always use on uh, stage as well. And uh, after those two decades, so I felt that hunger to get back to the the rough, speedy, sharp songs, short but deadly, you know. And I think Solitude and Madness is a perfect, you know, you know, explanation of my hunger. And uh, it was maybe more natural, not not exactly like I'm talking now. It was not just, uh, now we do the fast songs. It was just natural feel, natural uh, need, I think, you know. And uh, But all in all, the album, uh, after it was recorded, is like it is. And it's, it's very, very aggressive, very brutal, and more like, like Litany was. It's just my personal, you know, uh, explanation and that's why I compare this to the litany but of course it's not like litany it's just the structure of the song is a little bit like you know litany was was a combination of very short uh, rough and blasting songs and uh, many of such you can find on Soviet Madness as well you know? this is most for those new generation of Vader fans that know Vader uh, 
maybe since last decades. But for those who follow Vader since the very beginning, it's more like a step back to to, to the old days, you know, when we are like when when fast and brutal songs was nothing natural, which was pretty natural, and it was nothing special you know, for Vader. It was just Vader, you know. So for those, this is just Vader again, you know. <laughs> <laughs> do you enjoy your time in the studio though or are you someone that enjoys tracking or are you just relieved when it's over no 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 uh, of course especially because after 15 years of working in hat studios in poland so uh, we finally decided it was about a time to change the atmosphere you know to change the studio and producer and uh, we had some options but uh, finally uh, we decided to traveled to Grindstone Studio in England wow. to work with Scott Atkins. And uh, one of the reasons was uh, uh, James, you know, the drums is a core of every song and every band. And I wanted to keep, keep uh, him feeling good. And uh, Scott Atkins and Grindstone Studio is uh, is uh, is not a, a new for him he was working in that one uh, already with his uh, band uh, divine chaos so i knew that he was free like fish in the water so so he could just focus just on feel he was not stressed he was just like i i love to just to watch him just feeling like in, in his own place, in his own land, you know. And, uh, and that was that was uh, very important as well, you know. And for me, that was a chance, you know. And uh, I could work in a different way, you know. Scott motivated me so much. And uh, that was actually the first album when I focused that much on a vocal recording. So I never, ever spent that much time in vocal recording, you know. And uh, usually... That came easy to me. Usually, I spend just an hour, two hours sometimes, in just to record the songs I choose for the that day and the session. But this time, uh, we wanted to make it some some special. It mean I tried to to change the vocal pitch to make it different. Uh, you can feel it when you listen the whole album that this doesn't sound like in one style the whole song. You know, I tried to find different pitch. I tried to find different voices but still angry, still screaming or growling. And uh, also I focus, I just use the opportunity that we are recording in England, that we're an English producer. So uh, it's definitely the album that sounded the best in English, if I can say so. Uh, so Your pronunciation and everything will be, is on point. So we were working on that pretty, pretty good in a pretty, you know, we focus on that as well, you know. So not just how it sounds, and also how how the words sound like, you know, for for the English guy, you know, who was just listening to that. So so that's the main differences, you know. And if we can compare, and musically, of course, we read off that mud from guitars. So uh, on the album, you can uh, f you can feel the instruments more separated. You can feel the bass and guitars more separated, not like like uh, like 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 the block of sound like for the for for the previous releases. Uh, that's why uh, many uh, fans already call this album 
I don't know why, but they call it thrash more in the sound. <laughs> it's probably because really, okay. it's probably because the sound is more bright and sharp in guitars, and uh, also might sound a little bit more like old stylish, uh, especially for those who know Vader uh, from the last, let's say, three or four releases. But actually, that, in my opinion, that's good because that, that's the new feel I was thinking about, you know, this new new uh, new sound I was thinking about and I, we need it, you know. Uh, so Scott Atkins and Grindstone Studio definitely gave the new spirit for the old Vader body. And, and uh, that's my opinion, but I'm sure that the fans will have their own opinion about that and uh, just can't wait hear it you know <laughs> that's that's amazing uh, i did want to touch on james uh having seen you play recently in montreal as we spoke about before um he's honestly one of the best metal drummers i've ever seen in my life i was i couldn't take my eyes off of him he hits so hard every hit at that speed it's, it's just incredible so you found another gem <laughs> to be in your band He's a motivated drummer, definitely, and you know it's 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 a pleasure to 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 follow his progress in a band. You know, when he joined Vader, he already was enough good, you know, just to 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 be able to play the Vader songs, you know, and uh, many of them are not easy for the drummer, trust me. And uh, and now he just progressed so much. He's so influenced by by some different styles, but he's still. I I was afraid first when when we met when he when we started to play together that he will get a problem with with the faster songs with the plus beats and he did but just first and then he progressed so much so he created his own blasting style invader and uh, you can feel it you know and that strong beat you know strong heat and uh, actually this is something uh, which reminds me the doc's play like when doc was so strong drummer when when uh, he was uh, pr playing and composing Invader and drumming Invader. And uh, James, right after he joined Vader, so he was in that style, you know, strong beating, strong hating, you know, and uh, he just progressed that style, you know, and that's good. You have such an iconic voice. Um, a lot of people are influenced by your voice. Uh, it's interesting that even after all these years, you still want to take it somewhere different on this new record. I find that refreshing. And uh... I started to think about this, uh, like mo modifying my vocal uh, around like a couple of albums before. But uh, as I mentioned before, I never uh, focused that much on vocal, on vocal recordings, like on, on this album. And uh, I definitely going to just... Uh, walk that way in the future and uh, probably I never you know I, I started to sing in, to scream in Vader actually because I couldn't find a singer mm -hmm. and uh, after you know a couple of albums recorded and uh, as a singer as well I just started to like it and just I, I, I became a singer you know and and uh, but first you know vocal was something additional to the guitar to me and i needed years just to to like that you know uh, that part of job on stage and uh, today uh, it's really hard to imagine myself playing just guitar <laughs> without singing i just feel bad when i just 
maybe for playing it's better, but in general, being on stage without that, you know, voice, without, uh, you know, this emotional uh, screaming, you know, uh, without that kind of express myself. So I started. I started to love my vocal and I started to love myself as a singer as well. <laughs> I just needed time for that. <laughs> it's become a part of your identity on stage. Yeah, it is, definitely, now it is. But as I said, like I, firstly, it was just something I had to do. I didn't really like that much. But after years, uh, me, myself, and first of all, fans, you know, they, they, uh, they found it like a part of Vader, you know, like a permanent part of Vader. So let's be it. Peter, thank you so, so much for coming on to Vox and Hops, having a chat with me, talking about your life, some music and some beer. Thank you, dude. And like, it's always a pleasure to talk to you and uh, say hi to the rest of Cryptops friends. And uh, it's a pleasure to, to have a chance to chat. So Stay healthy, stay safe, and see you soon, as soon as possible, on stage. Yes, please, let's together, yes. Cheers, brother, thank you so much. Thank you, man. Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. So much fun hanging out with Peter. As I mentioned during this chat, uh, my first tour was alongside him, and he has always been just super nice to me, so... Massive shout-outs to all extreme metal artists for being down-to-earth and super fucking cool. I love that. I know that. And I'd like to share that with all of you. So uh, massive shout-out to Peter. Everyone, when you finish listening to this, head on over. Listen to Solitude and Madness, the brand-new Vader record, which came out today via Nuclear Blast. It is absolutely incredible. It is unrelenting. It is exactly what Vader should be. So check it out. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I hope you get the chance to relax a little bit. That's what I am looking forward to doing. I'll be back next week with three episodes on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. But until then, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Fox and Hopsets. Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band, we're just a fan of great music. We think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The Corner of Gray Street.